All right, episode 12 for the Best Side podcast coming at you. Catching up with some awesome, awesome dudes that I formed a bit of a bond with uh, over the time that the New Zealand Tattoo and Arts Festival has been in effect here in Aotearoa. Uh, when I first come across these fellas, they had some of the most uh, captivating and impressive sales techniques that I've ever come across. And I don't even want to say sales techniques because it wasn't even like they were trying to sell me. They just genuinely got to know me and they had me wanting to buy everything that they sell. So if you're into sales, you're going to love this conversation. If you are someone who has migrated to New Zealand early, but you very much call Aotearoa your home, you're going to want to listen to this. If you've ever felt a bit strange, a bit left out, if you've ever felt like an outcast, um, an outsider, all of those things, then this is definitely an episode you're going to want to listen to as well. Um, I can't express how much I enjoy these guys' company. We're just around the corner from another New Zealand Tattoo and Arts Festival, and I know they're going to be visiting in Taranaki, and I'm super excited to catch up. Full disclaimer, when listening to this episode, we are enjoying uh, a bit of kai while this is going down, so you're going to hear some crunching, some crunching of carrots and eating of crackers, and all sorts of stuff. I think even at one stage, the bone makes me laugh so hard I spit out my drink. Um, so just letting you know nice and early, there's a bit of that there. But check it out. It's episode 12, The Boys of Mad Arab Industries. And I've called this one, Is God Lonely? Mm. Make me a promise. What? Don't go vegan. Don't go vegan? Yeah, vegans okay. are evil. I, you fucking heard me. <laughs> <laughs> the people, eh? Yeah. So... The promoters are the, the worst promoters ever. Oh, they are. I actually went back to eating meat after like four years of vegetarianism well, because of a vegan. <laughs> I know. I was picturing his stupid face while I was eating that first bit of steak. It was so good. <laughs> just to fuck him off. I wasn't. I was just. I was just like, I. Because for me, it was a it was a health thing. I mean, I love animals. I wanted to be a vet since I was like a, a little bitty kid, mm. you know. I did biology because I wanted to do something to do with helping animals. Um, but it's like, the reality is, it's like, if, if we were vegans, it would be soy fields for days and there wouldn't be a single cow or chicken alive left. Because mm. if it's not useful to us, we generally... Don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I think a, a symbiotic, you know, kind careful relationship with animals is the way to go so being a vegetarian i support vegetarianism veganism to me is just a little too you want to remove yourself from nature if that makes sense i don't being being a vegetarian being uh, a vegan vegan oh yeah yeah because it's like oh no we can make synthetic blah and we can farm blah it's like no 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 no, no. how about you just eat a well-balanced diet and if you have to harm something in its consumption then make sure that, you know, you harm it in the... Most humane way. Yeah, possible. yeah, you know. Um, like, honeybees have been domesticated. They need interventive care. There are always, hopefully, going to be wild bees, but generally speaking, it's like, it's... Not happening anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, varroa mite is so bad, you know, because we've been treating them for diseases. <sighs> I mean, it's not my field of expertise because my knowledge isn't current, so I don't want to talk about it, you know, on record officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's no, a but case fact, of... you're not to give you an opinion, bro. Yeah, David. in my opinion, it's like... symbiotic. And from what you know. Yeah, symbiotic relationships where everybody wins is the way to go. And I think you can still have, especially in New Zealand, beef animals who live really happy lives. I don't like slaughterhouses. That's one of the reasons I went vegetarian to begin with. Mm. 
but you know, a, a home kill is a perfectly reasonable way for old Daisy to go. And fill it's the cool. Freezer. I'm always trying to figure out like a halfway point to kind of explain it because I'm very similar, mm. but I just don't know how to fucking say it. But that's great. I'm gonna remember that shit. Yeah, mm. um, <laughs> and re-explain it. For me, it's like I studied biology for four and a half years. Life consumes life in order to exist. We're not plants. And on this planet, we're here not to exploit it, but to take care of it and to utilize it. So we should take care of it so that we can keep utilizing it and ideally act like... I don't want to use shepherd because that's got a... It's got a biblical tone to it. Yeah, but... Theistic, yeah. It's, 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 I, I say shepherd in the way that, you know, ants are tree shepherds. It's like, mm. you take care of the forest that you live in because it's your, it's your backbone yep. and it's your home. You should take care of your home. But oh, I have too many conversations with militant vegans and militant eco types that are just like, humanity is a plague on the planet. It's like, humanity is the greatest thing this planet has produced. You know, it's like art. Exists. Oh, you've got an interjection. I, I got one thing to say, like... <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with the statement. I mean, I'm you've saying made. dolphins are cool. Like, no, they are. You're wrong, but no. Dolphins but then, didn't write <laughs> Beethoven's fucking Fifth Symphony. Like, I'm and just... on the topic of dolphins, do you find that there are many kind of vegans out there to subscribe to? Remember that uh, German um, oh, backpacker? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> My mom, right? Bless her heart. Yeah. Oh, Opened the... her house to a, a German backpacking couple. All right. Sweet guys. Uh, the, no, no. This is against the, the no. guy was sweet. His missus was batshit and a bitch, all right? Being German had nothing to do with that, by the way. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but, yeah, there were the, 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 the vegan... You know the type of German backpacker I'm talking about. I have no idea. You're going to have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so, not to stereotype or anything, and we've been hanging out with a German backpacker. Nico, if you're out there, we love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like a, we 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 managed to find while doing a mad Arab stall a he's a seven foot tall German. Like he is like a head and a half taller than me. Alright? And mm. um he was just a vegetarian. Vegetarians are generally real chill people. You know, like the vegans are the ones that get rude. <laughs> Generally speaking. Yes. In my opinion, if if you were in a survival situation on a desert oh. island, the one to suggest cannibalism first would be the vegan. They don't do it because they love animals. They do it because they hate people. <laughs> and they totally. hate themselves. That's why they eat soy. Uh, every time I hear a really militant vegan... I say this in jest, but not really. <laughs> every time I hear a very militant vegan's defense about you know their lifestyle, my first instinct isn't thinking, you know, I see where they're coming from. It's more a case of, I would love to eat a cow right in front of its calf. Like, just what? roll. <laughs> what? Just to spite them sometimes. The way that they're so great, like some of them. I thought you were making a point, not a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> that took a dark turn. <laughs> It really does around here. Mm. People think I'm the nice guy. Holy shit, are no. they wrong? No. Yeah. People get the vibe that Hoss is the nice one out of the two of us. Mm -mm. He's so, nice on the outside. Before we go on, I think we should go back to dolphins and the backpackers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> dolphins are German backpackers. So. Wait, that was a sentence. Okay. I thought it was just going to be about German backpackers. I didn't know the dolphins. No, no, no. Full no, circle. No, 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 full no, circle. No. Full circle. No. All right. So. Ride the wave is I'm all I can say. Now. Yeah, that sort of like eco type of like, eh, 
We're just backpacking around New Zealand because you have beautiful country here. <laughs> and this is very racist. Oh, that was very Scottish. But you know, that's not, that's <laughs> not the point. Not yeah, the yeah. point, yeah. Um, <laughs> we are only here for good vibes only. Well, yeah, but, but, vibes. And they're carting around in a fucking Honda Odyssey, as they do. And, um... Backpackers, not Germans. I mean, because, you know, they love the planet. They drive around in an inefficient car, um, <laughs> burning gas, right? Yeah, yeah. After flying to a country. Using when gas. Could, when they could backpack around their own country and save the planet, right? Lord forbid they swim to New yeah. Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're driving back from, like, a family event. And God bless this woman, this dear, sweet, sweet, naive woman. Who's about this, this tall. Um... This is the backpacker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not the one we were hanging out this weekend. This mm-hmm. is the one that was staying at our place. And for some reason, dolphins come up. And to this lady, dolphins are magical. I think okay. I'm, I can, I'm guessing well, like your expression as well, I'm fully underestimating how magical she thinks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're looking at me, she thinks they're magical and there's a pause. In my like, opinion, in my opinion, I mean, I believe in... God or the cosmic consciousness, whatever you want to call it. I'm, we'll get onto that shit. Yeah, mm. I'm secular, all right, but I do believe in the, the in the life force uh, that ties all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything is inherently magical. But this lady thought dolphins were magical enough to birth oh, your babies. <laughs> so they're telling us how when they have a baby. <laughs> As Hepa nearly chokes on his, uh, <laughs> we need to make, we need to make like a safe numbers. word. And if like a punchline's coming, I'm glad I'm not drinking. What do you and mean? So, what? so the dolphin's gonna what? Deliver the baby? For yeah. Me. So you sit in like a bath of water or some shit, and the dolphin swims up, and the magical ah! aura comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets your shockers in line and fucking sticks his like nozzle up your cooter and pulls the baby out and doesn't maul it to death. I don't know. Jesus. You remember that time Moses separated the, red, the Dead Sea? Nah. Old dolphins. Yeah, it was old dolphins. Old dolphins. Yeah, old dolphins. She, she, she and it was the that? Red Sea. No. 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 This is just you. No, they legitimately too. believe they believed in dolphin birth. Like dolphins can birth like, like be your midwife. Picture this, right? You are with your wife. She's in agonizing pain as she's about to give birth to your firstborn child. You know, she has been growing this new life within her for nine months. And you have the option of, A, going to a hospital with people who have trained for not, for years, almost decades. Hey, I mean, in fairness, I'd rather birth. have a home birth. I just but don't anyway, want to have but, a but fucking but birth. Hear me okay. How, how you cool got that the story option. be for your kid? <laughs> No, you got that option, or you're delivered. You're delivered by Doctor. Echo the wet nurse. Echo the wet. I'm just gonna. God, this is so good. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I was like, they're gonna know or they're not gonna know. <laughs> oh, got you back. I used bro. to love that game. <laughs> oh my god, it's Echo was the that, wet nurse. Is that Sega? Yeah, I don't. I never played Sega, it. Yeah. I know it, but I never played it. Oh, true. Oh, we were no. we were a Sonic the Household hedgehog. Uh, hedgehog. <laughs> household. <laughs> Sonic the Household hedgehog. <laughs> you Sonic. are a Sonic the Hedgehog household. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic the Fari hog. <laughs> God. Hey um, guys, originally from Hamilton. Where'd you guys grow up and shit? Like, uh, um, well, take give us the origin, Jan. Um, 
Born initially in Egypt, ye old country in Cairo, Al Qahira. Cairo is yeah in Egypt. You know where the pyramids are. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay. We're not from an Ak and a Stan or an area, so you guys are safe. (laughs) But yeah, left when he was four. About four. Yeah, so we got here. Who's older? Me. So we got here in nineteen. That was Eamon for those uh, not uh, here. Oh yeah, yeah, because we both sound the same over the phone. We got a party trick, right? There are two of us. <laughs> Left channel. Right channel. And, and now in stereo. <laughs> we want to build up more on that. Go for some children. Yeah, we want to do like a full like. Mm, but back to where we're from. Yeah. So we got to New Zealand. I would have been 95. 96, something like that. Yeah. No, 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 95. Um, so he'd have been like three-ish. I'd have been, yeah, four. Probably about six months out of primary school. Mm. And we um, arrived in Christchurch as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that was yeah. the first stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. first stop was Christchurch. We were there for like five or six years. Uh, four or something, yeah. Yeah, and they promised me a dog. <coughs> to move. My He's parents still promised, my, my parents promised me a fucking dog. To move to New Zealand, I was going to get a dog because we'd have space. And we weren't going to be living in a little apartment in the fucking city. I still haven't got my dog, mum. <laughs> Can't blame dad anymore. He's dead. Oh. Where's my dog, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> he said you were, he knew you were gonna go there. Oh you? yeah, hell no, hell, hell yeah, like I'm not bitter about, about it. <laughs> Bullshit, you ain't bitter. Yeah. Oh fuck. Um, yeah, no one brings up shit. Fucking twenty years later, yeah. when they're not bitter. But I knew, I knew, I'd like, I, I'd come home when for a kindy trip we went to uh, the Cathedral Square in Christchurch, right? And the wizard was there. Mm. Which, you know, like, I think is just a great way to demonstrate to a kid, everything's going to be fine, and there's an old man in a pointy hat. <laughs> um, and they had, like, the pipe band playing, and I'd never heard bagpipes before, so imagine never hearing bagpipes. And... <laughs> that was the greatest sound I'd ever heard in my life. I love bagpipes. It's, like, the greatest instrument it's ever fucking invented. fucking funny. I think, mm. like... Oh, they're polarizing. Of, oh, yeah. It's one of those things, like, like all my white friends, they fucking hate them. Really? Like, all my brown friends, we think it's the most gangster mm. shit we've ever mm. seen. Like, I love going to, like, friends' weddings that have, like, Scottish heritage and yeah. shit. And it's always the dad or the granddad or an uncle. It's, like, out on a hill, fucking no, no underwear on, under yeah, the kill. Yeah. And it's it a warrior's instrument, bro. It, it really exactly is. And, and honestly, so I play a lot of guitar. But I play a lot of sort of stoner, rocky style. Well, it's more doom, but like, it's got that heavy, a lot of open, open string, open um, top string. So it's like really droney. And I think that's why I like to play that style of guitar because it's that yeah, same. That, <laughs> and that embedded, embedded in you when you were younger. Yeah. When you first turned up in. I the love. N- got the nostalgia tying you to your arrival to New Zealand. I exactly. love bagpipes, eh? Um, we heard more of them in Invercargill as well. Yep, because yeah. we moved down there five years after, and then we moved to Egypt for a year because we we're gonna move up there permanently. Worst fucking year of my yeah, of our life. Worst fucking year. Yeah. I was just like, nah. We become, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Egypt's a nice place, but the school system is fucking like border, like 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 just borderline child abuse. You know why? Like, um, you know, like Chinese kids and Indian kids are smarter than us here. <laughs> yeah, it's because they actually make their children work in school. Like, really hard. Like Capital punishment's still a thing there. Not really. Yeah, not it was when re- I was Not there. really. If, if the bitches listening, fuck that French teacher. 
Fuck that French teacher. Well, you were just going in Egypt, Egypt for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, but we had like you're saying in China. Yeah, we had we had five we had five years of New Zealand education before we got into the Egyptian school system. You have to study French, English. Um, this is Egypt. Yeah, yes. sciences, um, math, Arabic, religious studies, and it was just like it was. I did not find a level of education more intense until I got to university, and it was still less intense study-wise, class-wise, and the expectation of you as a student than it was in Egypt. Why do they have you so, learn so many languages? Like, is there a reason? Like, do they tell you? Well, Egypt's a really metropolitan place. Okay. Yeah. That's one reason. It's really weird, like, because there's this, like, narrative in the media that all these sand countries are, like, back in the Stone Age and stuff, but it's like, they're all really secular with... Most of them are quite secular with a very good footing in the Western world because, fuck's sake, you guys wouldn't have the, like, Greek, um, the Western way of teaching and the Renaissance wouldn't have happened if the sand people, for lack of a better word, hadn't preserved all of the Greek texts and all of that stuff when Rome was going through a bunch of bullshit. So it's like Syria, Iraq, Egypt, Turkey, for fuck's sake, all right, all places of learning and they're very 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 busy places which have had interactions with the west since well the west existed because they're hubs you know spice flew through like went through there um learning went through there scholars traveled back and forth so it's like it's not like this was this isolated sand pit that all of a sudden all these terrorists jumped out of yeah yeah uh, that was my soapbox regarding like <laughs> media perpetuation mm. But um, where were we in religion? Uh, Egypt and the... Oh, yeah, why the schooling system? Why you have to learn so many languages? Because the French spent... Well, it makes sense. Now that you've seen yeah. what you said, it makes sense yeah. to me. Sorry, French I shouldn't spent... have just said, yeah, fuck my French teacher. <laughs> now <laughs> you can... The French spe- spent a stint in Egypt. Mm-hmm. The English obviously did. Like, the English fucking go everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. spreading that freedom Everyone. or culture Everyone. or whatever yeah. it is the English do and now the US do. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Eddie is no flag, no country. <laughs> um, oh, you don't have a flag. Um, and yeah, so my mum spoke German, French, English, Arabic, obviously. Mm-hmm. My dad, French, a touch of German, and English and Arabic. Yeah, it's like being bilingual or trilingual is a matter of course in every part of the world except the English speaking world. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the fact that you know, like you can speak Tereo is, you should know how to speak Tereo. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. Hoss and I have been toying with the idea of like going and doing a course at the Wananga because it's free and it's like, well, fuck, may as well learn the actual language of the land. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And fuck, like, and knowing other languages would probably help you wrap your head around how to do it. Because you mm. know, a lot of people, a lot of friends and stuff I speak to, they get so hung up on the pronunciation and stuff and. It's really good. There's actually a girl around here who um, does like a course and it's not really, I mean, a lot of it is focused on the language, but a lot of it as well is just taking away your ego from it. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck if you don't know how to pronounce that? Yes, you're going to fuck it up a couple of mm. times, but just keep throwing yourself at it and eventually you'll get it right. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's a really cool way of teaching that she sorted out. But yeah, 100% do it, man. Like yeah. I can't really see any downside to it other than... You know, you're a busy motherfucker. <laughs> you're gonna time, time. time, effort, and does it really translate to anything? Not at all, but it's it's street cred. Well, I mean, we grew up in New Zealand, so it makes sense for us to like really knuckle down over on culture for one yeah, well, as well. 
I never really got into the Maori culture, um, just because it was always like that real sort of like gangster. Whoa. But yeah. that's because we grew up but over then, in. Um, we grew up in Helsinki and Christchurch, like you. Know, we weren't in like super low decile schools, but you know what it's. Yeah. What it's Christchurch like, when we were there was not particularly nice. Not what it is nice. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I wouldn't say it. it wasn't not particularly nice. It was just like. We went to a, yeah, it wasn't like a broke-ass neighborhood, but it wasn't great. It was like Fairfield Intermediate, you know, like, uh, so, oh yeah, you're, we're not in Hamilton, we're, yeah, uh, no, we're, I, I get, I get you, I mean, yeah. it sounds like similar to what I was telling you guys, yeah, 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 off, off mm. here sort of before, like, I'm, I, I didn't grow up in the hood, yeah. but it was like, I know, a close neighbor, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's exactly it, so it's like my interaction with the cute, you know, the multi-culture was that, you know, the, that ugly shadow, yeah. all right? And it wasn't until I did a course at the Wananga, not last year, a year before, that I actually got... Opened up? Yeah, no, that I saw the the, the more family-oriented, like you go to the classroom and you, when you're talking to the teacher, it's like you have a relationship and like everybody's hugging and it's just, it's... Real, it's, it, it real actually, family, real fun. Yeah, it reminds me more of Egypt Ooh. than, you know, my time at university and what have you, surrounding, you know, in this westernized, very sterile existence that I went through when I went to university. Mm -hmm. So that was real cool. So that's why I've been wanting to go back and do Tereo, just to further understand the actual culture of the land as opposed to this, like, fish and chips, rugby. <laughs> Nothing against that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm... Get to know the, for lack of a better term at this moment in time, the real New Zealand in a way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like as well, like you're well aware of like facades and shit that get thrown up by media perceptions and things like that. Yeah. So you obviously do what you can to get, look past those. It's well, that, not only that, he's also mad Arab and he sells oil. So we've learned to embrace those even kinds though, of Even though really, even though really, it's like, I, I, I'm Egyptian and it's like the Arab thing is just a silly joke. I actually really dislike being called mad Arab half the time, but people oh, really? forget my name and... It's fine. I just take it on the chin. And I got bullied a lot in school. So being called stuff that isn't my actual name is just a fucking matter, of course. And they don't mean it maliciously. And if they do, you're poking a fucking... How did the name come about then if you don't even like it? Um, so I used to... Because I'm white as fuck on the inside. Mm -hmm. I'm like an Egyptian bounty boy. Sausage roll, we call them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and in the evening, it's all good. He's like, <laughs> go on. Yeah. Um. Do we need a knife for this? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now oh, you guys keep going. Keep going. Keep explaining. Mm -hmm. Um, what were we explaining? All I can think. Matt Aaron, where you got the name? Oh yeah. So so because I'm white as fuck, and I hang out with a lot of white people. Um, I we was, I used to do um steel sword fighting. So. And that came from hanging out with white people. Yeah, uh, not a lot of brown people seem to do that. They see each other with sticks, right? Yeah, I guess so. That is super <laughs> intentional comedic racism. And if you get offended by that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's how I own my being racist. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so, we... <laughs> I'm the token brown in of this crew. crew. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah, of this crew. And um, one of them was a yank. And a bunch of like Kiwi dudes, like, but he was like a Southern American from Missouri. Oh, mm. right? God bless him. All right, and all the Auckland teams and all that because it's yeah, there's a bit of it. Um, <laughs> and there, um, I just got I, had, I got two nicknames. All right, the first one was um, the Ironclad Banana. 
No, 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 no. That was that was just that was just from one guy because my my armor was real ghetto. My armor was real ghetto, so it wasn't like full knights. It was like Viking, so it was like light leather armor and chainmail and shit. But I did it. I didn't do it because I liked reenacting or fucking dressing up and going. Forsooth, you have you know. I fucking hated that aspect. I just liked putting on a helmet. Grabbing a sword and bashing the fuck Swinging out of it. Swinging it at some yeah. white people. Mm. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, vengeance for the crusades. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, like, said... Uh, so I, I really hated doing, like, shields and heavy weapons. I just like knives. But it's like using... You know, just like... They so were blunt. They were blunt. No, just that, no, I just like oh, yeah. fighting with, like... It, it's, it's sort of like almost like a, a small machete. You know, and these things are blunt and it's... It's, You're not trying to kill each other. Yeah, it's it's like sparring, but with mm-hmm. swords. Yep. And um, I got a nickname. Two nicknames. First one was the TWA, the third, Token, no, uh, the third world <laughs> assassin. Oh, okay. Yeah, because knives and being the only brown guy. And then the other one was the Mad Arab. Yeah. And then it was like when I decided to do this oil is like a oh we didn't do that I sell beard oil for a living. And I make beard oil. We'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, I did it as Christmas presents initially, just as like a gag gift. Um, and it was just, like, what do I call it? Well, Mad Arab. Someone suggested that. And then another mate suggested to call it the only oil worth fighting for. To just be like super political and just really funny. Yeah. I was trying to make an acronym out of it. it yeah. Like T-O-O. Yeah. We'll work on that. Yeah. And that was it. So that's where that name came from. And so now people just call me the Mad Arab, just like the Mad Butcher. And now I'm really mad because I found out that there's a fucking company called Mad Viking Beard Oil in the States. Uh. Then I'm just like, it just... Mm. I think they were around before me. I just didn't research it because to me it was just... It started off as a joke Mm. that just took over and suddenly people wanted to give me money for it. So I was like, yeah, well, I could use a job. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like most good hustles, that's how it starts. Don't work in a call center. You'll hate your life. (laughs) Mad Arab was started mainly out of spite towards a call center. As no, well. no, no. It was spite. It was spite towards overbearing management types, and spite to a girlfriend who hated my beard. Mmm, that's right. Yeah. Elaborate. Go stop the call center. All right, all right. Before that, we'll finish up the timeline. Oh yeah. And at Invercargill, when I was like in year eight, in the last three months of year eight, we moved up to Hamilton. Dad was a doctor. And they treat their foreign doctors like ass here. And so he had to travel around trying to find, you know, good job and shit. Yeah. Um, like he had to restudy the whole thing. Oh, I did shit. not I did not see much of my father because one, he was a super academic type and a workaholic. But also he had to hold the job down and study med school all over again to practice in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, that joke of like having a taxi cab driver who's also like a physicist is not... Not a joke. It's not entirely, like, ungrounded. Yeah. Mm. Not entirely fictional. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what were we doing? Invercargill. Oh, right, Invercargill. So, yeah, year eight of, yeah, the last year of intermediate, halfway through, or three quarters of the way through, we moved up to Hamilton. And um, so I've been in Hamilton. We've been in Hamilton since. So since we were about... We've been in Hamilton for about 15, 16 years. Yeah, we got there in 2003. Mm. That's what the whole family Hamilton. moved up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom, well, the, the, the whole the family o- being mom, dad, little brother, 
Well, sorry. He's always going to be little to me, even though he's like wider, Him? if shorter yeah, than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I wasn't sure there was like another no, brother no, no, or whatever. No, just no, us, just us. Mm. No, but it's the same thing. Like my, I, I'm taller and wider than my older brother, but yeah. he still refers to me as his little brother. Yeah. But he catches himself sometimes now. He says, this is my little, uh, my younger brother. So he might make that alteration every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, um, that shit stays. <laughs> it lo- it's locked fucking down. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. being the older one. It's like, like if something goes wrong, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your fault. So you've always got this like built in. I've got to look out for this cunt. Yeah, and this cunt gets me. And away. I try and explain that to my brothers. Like, dude, I'm an adult now. Like, you don't have. But it's just naturally. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. What you do. I don't mean it. Yeah, it's just. It's just what happens. <laughs> and even like, still like, I don't know what your mum's like, but I know my mum like lets me get away with way more shit. Than oh, my mum's a fucking. My mum hates me. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't hate me, but like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our mum is not the. Mo- <laughs> mother is not the model mum out there she openly says like you are my favorite Hossein and I'm just like fuck off mum that's bad parenting <laughs> she's like oh you're so horrible Eamon oh Hossein I'm just like thanks I'm right here like I'm right here <laughs> and then I have to step in and just be like stop doing that you can't antagonize him that's why he goes like leave me alone mom I'm brewing oil fuck off I'm yeah. playing World of Warcraft I'm sorry I just just let Bad the record show. Let the record show. I do not play World of Warcraft <laughs> anymore. Anymore. <laughs> you like I that? said, I hung out with the white kids. <laughs> you get no judgment out of me, man. I used to play a fuckload of games too. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Nobody has time for that anymore. Fuck. Actually, out of curiosity, how old are you? I asked just as he's putting something in his mouth. Thirty. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! So we're younger than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel so like ignorant now of the world. I, like, it's only three years. Fuck that. Ignorant now of the world. Well, I mean, like, because I'm dealing with a man who's had a solid like four more years on like this earth. So he's, <laughs> you may as well be like a grizzled Clint Eastwood type <laughs> with your world experience I'll compared to some kid from the Tron. I'll mm. take that. <laughs> but where were we? Oh yes, your mother hating you. She doesn't hate me. She's just like <laughs> she denies the favoritism. But it's fucking obvious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except, yeah. But she's like, she is an amazing mother in that she's everyone's mother. Mm. But she's also like the overbearing, like, talking to a 27-year-old, take a sweater. When are you coming back home? Like, yeah, really, really protective. And it's like, if you come into her house, she will feed you. She will, like. Feed you, offer you coffee, will ask if the couch is comfy enough, if you're going to be crashing, do you need to have a bed to sleep in, that sort of thing. Well, that's just, yeah. like, I mean, I want to say that's kind of Kiwi culture, but I don't know if that's probably, it's probably more the Egyptian side of it. Like, oh, no. Because um, I've got, like, a, one of my best friends in school, it's real funny, so in my school, there was, like, four of us Māori guys in the whole school, yeah. and we had an Egyptian mate, but we, we just told everyone he was Māori and he was one mm-hmm. of us. And then, um, I think every Egyptian out there kind of yearns for that inclusion there. So. Yeah, yeah. So, there so they used to, there's five of us, they used to call us the TBG. That's what I was laughing at your TW. Yeah. We were the token brown guys, TBG. Yeah. So they used yeah. to call us that. And yeah, like to this day, people were like, dude, do you know that he's 
uh, Egyptian. I'm like, I fucking knew that from day dot. Yeah, yeah. Like, it never came up or never was an issue. And, and to be honest, he was like, well, I don't care. Like, I'll ride with you guys. Like, whatever the fuck. And so I've met his family and shit over the years. And like, I, was, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, you go and stay with them. Mm. Like, when I went to go, so the, his parents are based in, or his dad, his Egyptian father is based in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So we went over there for like a bit of a holiday and stuff. And like a bit of an OE, he was like, I was like planning on staying at hotels or with friends or his was like no fucking way like you're coming to our place and stuff so yeah. even when my friend went away on holiday for two weeks I think through Spain or some shit like I was like oh so I'll go stay so he's like no 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 you're staying here like he can go like who gives a shit but you're staying so mm. and you notice know would you like to stay no 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 it's your staying <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. but then it was funny as well like what I loved about it it was like I remember him leaving for work one morning. He like came in. He was like, "Hippo," and I was like, "Yeah." And he was just like, "The rubbish truck comes at this time, so make sure you get that shit outside." Okay, yeah, I was yeah, just like, yeah. "Yep, awesome!" Like, and I, because I, I felt like I could contribute. Like, because I felt like a bit of a fucking yeah, bitch yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, "Okay, no, sweet. I'm I'm part of the household. Like, let's do this shit." So yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't. So, yeah, I can get. We, she's, we're pretty inclusive in that regard. Yeah. And and one thing I'll notice, it's like I've yet to meet in New Zealand at least a um. A Middle Eastern or Egyptian, um, that instead of going down the like, there are two paths, right? There, there are two paths. You either become the sort of like, and I'm not saying like fully like being patched or even remotely like just being. You either go that sort of like so that emulates a lot of. Or, mm. But no, 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 you 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 sort of either your social circle either is like the if you're in like the outcast sort of you're either a metalhead or like a punk kid or whatever yeah you either go down that subculture or you go down the like hip-hop rap sort of you know baggy pants side i i, I yeah, yeah. I, it, it's know, changed a lot now though, yeah but but what i'm saying is it's like you either sort of go that way or that way and i'm yet to find someone middle eastern um that went down the metal path other than yourself me. yeah Ooh. so it's like i always feel real weird when i go and hang out with other the, because I feel white, but I am not white. Because I hang out with a lot of white people. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I'm permanently a case of I don't feel I fit in. There's this yeah. kind of new, there's this new kind of contemporary like Arab urbanite culture, especially whenever you got guys say from Beef Eaters. Beef Eaters is a um, shisha bar over in Hamilton, okay, run by a couple of Iraqi boys, um, old brothers as well. And every single Arab guy that goes and hangs out over there is going to be listening to Kendrick as well as uh, driving around with an Audi and kind of fulfilling a new stereotype yeah. rather than the kind of traditionalist image of, you know, a uh, guy wearing the cap and the galibaya, which is the long white gown that, uh, Muslim, that Muslim men like to wear. Mm -hmm. But you don't really find guys walking around, ironically, with... Uh, like Nile or Doomhammer kind of like t-shirts. I don't know. Or is there a like, band called Doomhammer? There probably is. Or you know, big two anime girls on the back of their cops. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I don't think Eamon fulfills any stereotypes. But his business is based around the concept, like the concept of a stereotype. Do you think that's been a strength for you, though? Like kind of being a bit of a lone wolf? Or do you kind of... Because what I find with a lot of people that I speak to, like especially in this context or even just out and about, whatever, like, I mean, mm. fuck, you know how we met, like, we just got talking at the booth and then fucking next minute we're connected on social and we give mm. each yeah. other shit, like, every now and then, like, that's, I guess you're the same as well, like, I just approach people, you, they say, yeah. at the risk of sounding corny, like, your vibe attracts your tribe and so forth, but, yeah. but, like, um, yeah, like, I can, like, me, when I've, because I've, like I was saying before, you guys kind of off air or whatever before we 
hit record about um, being like too white for my brown friends and too brown for my yeah. So like I definitely, but I think it, it definitely fucking helped me. Like it motivated me. Do you think it's had an effect on you both negative and positive? Okay, well, firstly, I, I've always considered myself to be the outsider just because I'm a foreign import, right? And yeah. a lot of my friends are also foreign imports. Um, being a stand-up comedian as well, it's like being the outsider lets you, gives you that degree of separation that you can, you're sort of outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and never really fitting in 100% anywhere has always, one, made me content being alone and doing my own thing and working on my own stuff as well as that very deep seated and I'll admit it openly insecurity of wanting to be good enough for people Mm -hmm. Um, which is really bad if it results in anxiety and depression if you're not you know achieving what you set out of like fitting in and whatever yeah but it's like also being bullied to fuck it's like when I, I stopped getting bullied when I stopped caring you know, so it's like, it's finding that balance of wanting to create stuff that people look at and go, oh, this guy's amazing. And at the same time, also just wanting to create stuff because that's how you get those demons out of you. Yep. Crazy. Mm. It, it, I don't mean like literal like Sims. I, love him, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean that <laughs> negative misery, you know, it's like. Like the creating kind of helps channel that out. Yeah. Like it, it, just, it builds the bridge for you to get that shit out. Yeah. And sometimes it. You know, it's stuff that I'm proud of enough to be like, yeah, look at it. I mean, I, I consider mad air of that. It's like, it's, it was me just not liking the, like, fuck, if you want an experience, come with me to an airport. Like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, traveling mm-hmm. air brown is just so much fun. <laughs> what, in what way? Like people look at you fucked oh, up. Tra- you, and, and, you and just, just airport like security. You, yeah. you, so, so just take me through it, man. Last time you went through an airport. Or like so last time I went, I went up to Sydney door. and there was this, uh, I was with a, I was with a, a, I flew up on my own and it was to do an event up in Sydney for Manor. Because just quickly, Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. quickly, I get shit. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, you so, look like my cousin. So fucking, yeah. I can't imagine what shit you yeah, guys get. Yeah, Going to Sydney, sorry. So we're going to Sydney. I, I fly on my own because I'm doing an event and a, um, my assistant meets me there. Now, my assistant at the time was a girl I was seeing, mm-hmm. right? And we decided she'll come help me out. We'll also have like a, a couple of days in Sydney. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I should just be careful right now. It's like, she probably is going to listen to this. So, hi, <laughs> hope you're well. She's a babe. She's an absolute darling and she is white as the driven snow from Christchurch. This is the problem. This is why you do not pick girls up at events. Because if you pick <laughs> girls up at events, they, they live very far away from you. And then you've got to like, this is long distance. Are we smitten? Are we blah, blah. And yeah, then you got to like fuck. deal with that garbage. It's like, no, 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 no. Find people on your own turf because driving any further than like 40 minutes for pussy or an emotional deep connection is just painful. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, that is <laughs> wisdom tip, right there. Tip number right, one. Right, right. Tip yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you're going to Sydney. <laughs> so I go to Sydney on my own, and we go and then fly back together. And uh, we're flying back, and she's like, "Why do I keep getting looked at?" I'm like, "Oh, you'll understand." We get to the first security stop. They scan our bags. It's fine. And then they stop her. They don't stop me. They stop her. Put a sheet of paper in front of her. Pull it away real quick. And then start swapping her hands, her bag, her shoes, her, like, everything. 
and stick the little swabber into a machine. It goes bleep it deep. And he goes, yep, you're free to go. And she's like, what the fuck just happened? And she's all like, and she was like quite a neurotic type. So she just like, anxiety started to sort of just like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, oh, welcome to Air Brown. She's like, wait, 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 what was that? I'm like, that was a bomb test. Uh, she's like, why? And I'm like, because they didn't have the balls to do it to me, but because you were traveling with me, you're clearly my bomb hijabi <laughs> fucking, uh, my, my, my. Did they make her stand in the fucking No, cylinder? they didn't. No, no. Uh, the cylinders, holy shit, eh? I've never had to get into one of those and I refuse. But I fucking, been there, been there. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been in it too. I was I'm, like, I'm, I was like, what the fuck's going on? You see the woof. I'm I'm a major. <laughs> I'm uh, just one second. I'm a major fucking like. I'm a bit of a like paranoid conspiracy Thank theorist you. type, right? I think all those machines are real bad for your body, so it's like I will avoid X-rays and X-ray machines and all that crap to the best of my ability. Because frankly, you think it's gonna fuck you up? Possibly. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, I might might walk through a gate one day and start shooting blanks. That fuck. Yep. To be fair, that's probably the phone in my pocket doing that, but you know. You had a tangent about the whirly majig? Um, about the machine? Yeah, the like, personal space invader 3000. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but I got scanned in, understandably, because there's a certain point whenever you travel around and you look the way that we do, you kind of come to terms with it. But when he pulled up over in Australia, um, I got pulled aside by an Indian dude. And that hurt me. I felt so betrayed. I was thinking, dude. You sold out. He was just like, I need you to step into here. And I'm just like, bro, it too. Balraj. Um, (laughs) 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 So I'm just like, you know what? Fine. I will go and do this. I got scanned in. And uh, I was traveling with mom at at the time. And she's like, (laughs) Sam, we're going to be late. And I'm just like, no, I am not leaving until I see a white man go over there. So I sat my my ass over on the side. And I just sat there going, okay. Cook Islander guy. uh, Indian couple. Old Chinese lady. Old Chinese lady. Old Chinese couple. uh, Molly brought... And his kid? You're going to expose a six-year-old to x-rays? Fuck. And I sat there for like 10 minutes waiting for just one white person to come through. Me, my mum's sitting there going. Like, I'm just like, hold on, mum. You wait. This is the principle. This is important. Capped it. Went home. Sorry. That was my 10. No, that's cool. And if you're I'm listening flying. out there, Balraj, how could you, brother? <laughs> I'm, I'm flying with mum back from Egypt. We're in Melbourne or Perth or... And has this always been the case? Or has this been like post 9-11 shit? Post 9-11. Yeah, post 9-11. Post 9-11. Yeah. 9/11. Prior to 9-11, the only ridiculing thing we ever heard of was, oh, you're, do you worship Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Because you're Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That was it. That was <laughs> did, you live, yeah, yeah. did you live in a pyramid? <laughs> that was it. Like, that was as bad do as... You, the, like, do you have a car or do you ride a camel? Yeah. That sort do of shit. Do you worship cats? Like, it, that was it. And then as soon as 9-11 Disney happened... Disney Funhouse <laughs> shit. Nothing serious. Oh, and then... Fuck. 9-11 happened and everything sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've heard the other ones, but not Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, it's because we're Egyptian. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm flying back with mum. Oh, and the other thing, we got accosted once in Singapore by a small Chinese man or some Asian fella. And my mum had a habit of dressing us up in matching outfits. As one mother who is a helicopter is one to do. Yeah, yeah, as a helicopter mom would do. And this small Singaporean man says, Can I take a photo with your kids? They're very cute. 
It was just real weird. Can you guys send me a photo? No, we don't know. That photo is with, lost is to the with, ether right is now. With the, was with the random Asian man at the airport. Fuck. I know. That'd be so good. Anyway, flying back with mom and we're in Australia where, you know, they grow racism. Um, Comes out of the desert, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It needs a very arid environment to be racist. Mm-hmm. That's why the Southern, the Bible Belt states are where they are. <laughs> Nothing against my southern friends. Most of the most homely of the Americans I've ever met are from the southern yeah, states. Sure. Yeah. Our friends from New Orleans. Cool yeah. Oh. Like, 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 like that guy was in sword fighting with us. One of my dearest friends, and he's from Missouri. Like and he, did he, Missouri. Was he the culprit behind the matter? Everything. He was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> was it his invention? No. Yeah. So you're coming back with mom from Egypt. Okay. And we're in Perth, and I'm, I'm like, this was two, three years ago. And mum's out having a cigarette in the little smoky area, and I'm walking around trying to kill time. And these two security guards are like, well, possibly, excuse me, sir, where are you traveling to tonight? You know, and that, you know, like, you know the accent, and you know that tone of voice of just like, I'm about to get you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, looked at him, and I went, Auckland, New Zealand, just come back from a holiday. And they're like, oh, yeah, and are you traveling alone? I'm like, no, my mum is having a cigarette. And we will be departing at this gate, on this flight, at this time, unless you would like to stop me. Is there anything else you would like? They're like, no, have a safe trip. And I'm like, cool. And I walk off. And then finally catch up with mom. And like five minutes later, on our way to the gate, right, the same two guards like, are walking past us on their way to something. And I said, look, she's real! Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I used to fuck with... Oh, no, I wouldn't say I fucked with airport people, eh? But shit, like, I remember when I was traveling to... The UK when I was going to actually stab my friend I mentioned before. Mm. I went over there. This is totally my fault. This isn't like a stab. This is all me. Fully me. I was getting to the airport. And for some reason in Germany, something had happened with their um, the X-ray machine. So like they just said to us, look, we're going to do a manual search of your bags and stuff like that. Um, if we do find anything, you'll be persecuted under German law. This gave us the spell. And I, I don't know why the fuck I said it, but I kind of just perked up and I was just like, if you find it, eh? <laughs> and then I was fucking you down. I was out the back and I was it got down as far as my underwear and the guy just looked at me and he's like, Have you learned your lesson? And I was like, Yeah. And he goes, put your shit on and get the fuck out. And, like, and then I run back and and then like I run home and like, You arrive okay? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Like my brother rings up and he's like, Hey, you're good. I was like, Yeah, well, anything happened? Oh, fuck it, I'll tell you, you're my brother. It's all good. I tell my brother and my mum's like, You what? I was on speaker because they were like talking to me as a family. I was like, Oh shit, and so she wasn't happy, so well, that's fully my fault, but I just wanted to share an airport story. Uh, one... like, there's a lot of fear mongering there. Like, it's just. However, that's just fucking unnecessary. When we were um, flying back home, like to New Zealand from Egypt, we actually had airport pr- problems over in Saudi as well. This is when you and mom were Yes, and because uh, I was traveling with my mom, she spoke Arabic, and she was. I was a Hawega. Which is Arab, which is Egyptian Arabic for basically tourist, like really. Yeah. Which means yeah, foreigner basically. But when we were going over there, my mom was saying these, the, you do not fucking joke over here at all. All the stuff that you hear in in Australia, that is way worse over here. These guys will pro, pro, like properly prosecute you. They will search your ass, and they do not joke about anything. And you felt this very stiff vibe of just kind of. It's high tension defense is the best way to motherfuckers it. with guns. Okay, exactly. Like, the popo over here have to like with guns, like just stand in there. They don't have to file a form and get the van with the. Anyways, 
Like the ammunition's locked in a box, different to the gun, so, you know. <laughs> but we're, over that. The, we're, we're over in the they're ready to rumble. Yeah, freedom. Uh, <laughs> we're over in the checking booth. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is more terrifying than seeing a really fat, perturbed cop just sitting there with like an M60 assault rifle, oh, come just on. thinking, "I haven't sat down in five in five minutes. I need my shisha." Oh, that Hawaga is looking like a real Ibn al Gazma. Can, you, can, can we like, like rewind a second? They wouldn't have been M60s, they'd have been AKs. It's a sand country. You're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, 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 but it, it, back to airport do security. Do I chase or do I just shoot? <laughs> I think I'm gonna shoot. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to run, I don't want to drop my gear. Anyways. Um, what happened? I slipped. Oh. Anyways, we're over there and there's this big fuck, this guy. Hey man, you're pretty it's not tall. quite. It's not quite like a like a white cop shooting black kids thing. It's not. It's not that bad. But also, I don't think that's his. Anyway, let's not go there. But we're over in the checking area, and there's this guy who's taller than this guy, broader than everything, at broader than everybody else over there. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get a goblet drum through security, and I don't know what you what if you know what a, go- a goblet drum. It's a a tabla. It's a musical instrument. Uh, it's, but like it a, a, it's like a bongo. You know, it's like long drums. Oh, I know the thing you do. Yeah, 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 but it's made of ceramic. It's not wooden. So it, we had to take it as carry on, right? And when we arrived in Australia, everyone freaked the fuck out because there's this just obviously bomb shaped black container, but controlled by this dude with a beard in a in a trench coat, who's a hundred percent not a terrorist. Like all of my tension was disma- was just disarmed when this guy who like over in airport security in Saudi is just like yeah and then I'll double and he starts bashing it on the drum in the kit I'm just thinking oh oh thank god these guys have a sense of humor oh fuck you mom I do not need my high, my blood pressure to be any higher than it is fucking right yeah, now yeah you know what like super protective parents are like like they're also like super neurotic people by nature so she's just like the worst thing will happen because that's just yeah. And it's also real funny, do. because worst case scenario, but also believes in God, that makes no sense. If you believe God's there and got your back, you shouldn't be that neurotic. Like <laughs> Egyptians are the kinds of people that will ride down the road on a single motorcycle with three people and a washing machine, though, with no I helmet. swear to God, last time I was in Egypt, I saw two motherfuckers on a dirt bike transporting a washing machine. On the fucking dirt bike. I see like a lot of YouTube videos and shit of all the crazy I couldn't shit. pull my phone out fast enough. That's the annoying part. I was like, nobody's gonna believe this. A full on, what, what, tiny ass little fucking like 250cc tops fucking motorbike. <laughs> I don't know, do they go less than 150cc's? Probably. But Maybe. A dinky little half a person dirt bike. It may as well have been no a hoverboard. No strapping. No fucking ratchet clamps. Just Ab- just, just Abdullah holding the cover to make sure it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Up. Making sure the door doesn't open and Hamdi is sitting over the top of it just kind of steering and Abdullah's got his foot on the fucking, like... Teamwork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was beautiful. I'm watching them turn that thing. It was like poetry in fucking motion. Oh, I miss Egypt, right? Oh. <laughs> the Fuck health and safety. The dumb ones will die out anyway. Natural like, selection. Yeah. Oh. But so, over there, they believe in all of They're just like, if I die, I die. Allah wanted it to do so. No, you fucking muppet. <laughs> Allah wants you to wear the goddamn helmet so you can go home. That's why they were offended. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my fucking word. It you, was... you touched on your comedy stuff before. How did yeah. that all kick off? Bill Hicks. I love Bill Hicks. I think he's a genius. 
Um, was it a dream? But you just saw it or like, oh, I want to do I, Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I remember I did one comedy gig when I was in university and it was like the worst experience of my life. Was this your first one? Yeah, and this was like, like four or five years before I got back into comedy. Because I thought, yeah, I'll do it. It'd be fun. You know, I didn't prep any material. And I just like gave it a go. And it was just an open mic night where people were playing music and stuff. Like it was not the time and the place for it. But I couldn't tell you the day, but I know it was, it was Bill Hicks that made me want to do it. Because Bill Hicks didn't just make people laugh. He pointed out yeah, the yeah. fucked up shit in the world. It's not like, I mean, a lot of it is like a wholehearted, I'm with you, full on belly laugh. But a lot of it's like a, a uh, introspective cringe, fuck he's actually got a point. Yeah, yeah. It, mm. it's, it's like good comedy makes you laugh. Great comedy makes you fall to the ground and lose your shit. But brilliant comedy makes you laugh and go home and really reconsider your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that was Hicks. Carlin, to some extent, as well, um, before he sold out friggin', uh, what's his name, the Australian cunt? Um, Jim um, Jeffries. Yeah. Um, Bill Burr, uh, Patrice O'Neill, God rest, rest in man. peace. Patrice. Yeah, like, those, those comedians, those ones that really can talk about the most painful stuff to get people to really think. You know, that, that for me, it's like, I, the way I see being a, um, comedian it's like it's like being the court jester right the court jester's job was to be that one person outside of the hierarchy in that court system who could tell the king how it was because he didn't have few like lands and whatever that the king could grant him or deny him he was immune from that backstabbing system because his he was already the lowest rung in the hierarchy and it yeah. was his job to be the lowest rung so he could speak for Truth, you know, and you almost had nothing to lose and nothing. Yeah, to gain. nothing to lose, nothing to gain, and that's exactly it. Um, and I think that's really the job of a good stand-up comedian to play that role because you go up on stage and you speak to the king. If we're all sovereign people, you know, in a free country, then that means we're all the king to some extent. We're the king of our own destiny. So we are. It's our job to. Hold the mirror up to society's face and show them. Yeah, as comedians, so that they can change their lives or at least rethink the what they take for granted. Yeah, um, and so that's why I did Mad Arab. It's just an extension of the comedy. You know, it's it's just again this like this racial tension that exists between, and I think it's played on. You know, it's like it's almost played on to the point where like the super left are like really pro. Muslim and people from my part of the world because they're victims and blah 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 but then it's like the right wingers are shit scared of them and everybody's sort of tense I play against both of those sides because they're both super extremes of the same yep you know monster if you will um so I get away with a lot thank god I'm a minority because mm. I'm so fucking racist towards everybody <clears throat> and if I was white You'd be fucked. I'd already be like, I'd already like, like probably like tied to like four horses and drawn and quartered. Like, if, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a dead motherfucker. All right? Um, I had like when I first started out, like a, a I think it was Saudi came up to me and he goes, um, he says to me, "Are you Muslim?" And I'm like, "I was brought up Muslim, but I don't really know." Um, he says, "You should tell people that you're Muslim." Um, 
yeah, if you believe in God, you should fly the banner as a Muslim because it will give them a image of, make them realize that not all Muslims are the way that they're depicted in the media. Okay. And I like that idea, but I'm, I personally don't like organized religion for the simple fact that they will have a piece of the truth and they claim to have the whole truth. And yeah. so there's this like dogmatic zealotry that's like, no, I think your relationship with God should be your own, not what someone tells you. Our old man said that religion is a man-made construct, but faith is a very interpersonal, real thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like I had this battle with mum growing up. Like, mum's super religious. Yeah. She always has been. And Ours I, too, if you can tell. <laughs> I was just like one of those little assholes, I guess, that like to question everything. Yeah. And so mm. when they couldn't explain things to me, well, I'm not going to jump in line if you're not going to explain to me why I should, you know. So, mm. And yeah. then obviously going to a Catholic school, like... I was getting it from all my friends and shit, like, why aren't you, like, I'm like, what the fuck does it matter? But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I meditate, and yeah. I, so, like I say, I meditate, and my mum prays. You've got some serious fucking discipline to meditate, bro. Yeah, so God, I, med- I, I, wish I, had that. I meditate, my mum pr- prays. To me, it's the same thing. We might yeah. be just talking to different people. You know, she talks to, I guess, a higher up, or whatever you want to call it. I talk to myself, mm. but most religions that I've come across, they say that they're the same thing or there's an essence of that in all of yeah. us. So to me, that's how I work it out in any way. Mum still doesn't understand. She still thinks I should do some shit. But. I have a question, right? Go for it. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to pretend to know what your like, beliefs are, but mm. um, did you ever find that growing up over in a very religious household, you ended up becoming a bit more... Uh, militant as a secular individual at any point or in time, or an atheist, or an atheist that at all. Like appeal. I'm to I'm asking because I have been in that state. I've been in that state where I was a militant atheist to try and forcibly counteract what my mum was trying to teach yeah, me. Yeah, I think I probably had a bit of that to be honest. Probably more, not so much from mum, but probably from my grandparents. Like I'm, yeah. My my dad, sta- uh, my granddad, sorry, stands out definitely for sure. I remember one time I got asked to do grace before dinner. And I was just like, it's a waste of time. Like, I don't believe, yeah. like, why would you give me to do something when mm. I don't believe what I'm saying? And yeah. he's just like, oh, what if, you know, you get to the gates of heaven and God denies you entry, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, I don't give a fuck. Like, if he I'm a cool guy. If he doesn't want me in there, then I'll go somewhere that doesn't <laughs> want me. Like, you know, that was my attitude. And yeah. I think a lot of that probably was. Because none of that was, like, from founded argument or from having any proper opinion. I think that was just me being a teenage asshole. Yeah, we all that's the thing. I found the reason why I, I suppose I've come back because I, I really do consider myself. I don't like the word religious. Mm. Just I believe in God. Um, yeah. It was just because Mum wasn't super overbearing, you know. And when I dealt with people who were overbearing, I think the more you push someone to believe in your ideology, the further you push them away. Yeah, vegans. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that's really. It for me, I think that's where the sort of saving grace was. Like I went and studied bio and there was a lot of that sort of militant atheism running around and I did sort of succumb to it to a little bit, you know, because Richard Dawkins is sort of painted as like some fucking genius to like early 20s intellectuals. Um, and some of them grow out of it and some of them don't. <laughs> it's like at some point when you start smoking weed, you think Alan Watts is a fucking genius. And <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you're supposed to grow out of Alan Watts. <laughs> a man who dies a hypocrite should not be your messiah. Like, one thing I will say about Jesus, whether you want to argue he exists or does not exist, um, he was consistent in the narrative. Yeah. 
you know, and, and that's that's definitely something I, I I respect about the Christian faith. Um, but yeah, Alan Watts is, is particularly, it's really funny when, again, pseudo-intellectuals that think they got it all figured out. <laughs> Quote me some Alan Watts and I sit there and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I did LSD too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Funny enough, I think I smoked too much weed and done too much LSD to call myself a Muslim, though. That's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really. It does change your perspective, but at the I... same time, like, you're right. Put down the synth wave and, <laughs> and get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think, really, if you've not heard <laughs> Al, like Alan Watts chill step and Alan Watts synth wave. Yeah, like, like, literally they just get Alan Watts. Talks and just play like chill step or synthwave over the top of I'm it. Make, I'm making a note and I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, um, there's a guy called yeah, like Alan Watts chill step. You'll find a fuckload yeah. of it. It's it's not terrible, but again, it's like some of what he had to say is real good. Some of it's complete fucking garbage, you know. And that's what I feel about any dogmatic religion. There are two aspects. There's how to live a good life and exist harmoniously with the universe, and then there's the social control aspect of religion. And I think every religion has it. And if you say, but mine doesn't, mine's the true path to God, I'm like, oh, you're, you're washed. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you're done fucked up. Yeah, that's why, that's why I just... You're like, in. Yeah, I, I, I find, I, maybe it's because I speak more English than I do Arabic and I can't read Arabic that I gravitate more towards Christianity because that's, um, and I suppose the likes of Jordan Peterson has got me more to look at the Christian mythos more so because there hasn't been an Islamic rendition of someone doing similar work. Yeah. Um, if there was, they would end up having a lot more of a shitstorm. Yeah, my my biggest... We would have fucking heard about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. my biggest... my Maybe that's what I should do. Um, my biggest issue with... I'd have to learn to read Arabic. That's the problem. Um, I probably should, but it's, it's a fucking hard language. Mm. <laughs> um, Beautiful language. My issue up. with... Religion? With, okay. with Christianity specifically, let's say, is, is this like... You must accept Jesus. You know, you've got to join our team like wholeheartedly. It's like, who do you, who are you to ask me what my faith is or what I believe? Like that's 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 up to me. That's my yeah yeah. Um, and it's the same with any religion. That's like you know, that that us versus them mentality. Mm-hmm. Anything that does that us versus them mentality, it's like you should sort of like take a few steps back. Yeah, sort of run away. And I suppose that's a strength to my stand-up comedy and a strength to my that always being the outsider and the lot. Helps you to be observative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Without I mean, being not... emotionally connected. Because <clears throat> when you are a bit attached, you don't want to say certain things because you don't want to offend people and stuff. But yeah. when you can stand outside and look in, you're like, all right, this is how I see it. You might not like me, but fuck it. This is what I see. And that's the thing. It's like, I, you, the problem is when you're like a moderate, you don't so much have friends on both sides. You have enemies on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it is real tricky. So I just keep the, and I also think it's almost a dirty word to believe in God nowadays. Like, or the, you know, there's this sort of, it's trendy to be an atheist. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, oh, that's, I mean, I nearly said it before because that's what I used to say a lot was that a lot of people say like they're spiritual but they're not religious. And I, I hate, sp- yeah. I hate that yeah. spirit. Like, it's just like, no, it's like, thrown around and misused entirely. And again, it's just like, I, I also think new agers are a bunch of fucking morons. Like, what agers? New agers. Oh, new agers. New agers. New agers. Can't stand the new agers. Um, yeah. Coming in here with my with their Alan Watts. I think I think it's just it's just being being like possessed by an ideology, you know, and 
it's why I dislike veganism so much. It's just like this, drink the Kool-Aid, mm. you know, drink the Kool-Aid. And I'm like, no, well, that's, anything that's I guess, dumb. <laughs> I mean, and this could be going a massive stretch, but I think anything that kind of does ring any sort of truth to it, they let you explore other things. Because they know that you're going to end up back because it's the truth, if, yeah, if that yeah. makes any sense. But yeah. anything that says to you, no, this is the way, don't look anywhere else, it's kind of about, eh. yeah, well, It's not like go to a shop and they're like, buy from us, we do it. Don't go look anywhere else, just buy it from us. Like You're like, well, it tells me it should maybe go look yeah. somewhere mm. Like ze- That's zealotry. Like, it, the, the person who is l- the most insecure will be the one that f- affirms his position the strongest. You know? It's like, it's like that ultra-heterosexual men that are mm. terrified of gay people. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, you're so insecure. That's the fucking funniest analogy. Yeah, but you, you know, know. What, yeah. I, I got it straight you away. Know, but you, know exactly, like, you know exactly what I'm getting at. And for me, like when I'm doing like the mad Arab thing, like doing my stalls and stuff, I hate being called a salesman because I don't consider myself a salesman. I make yeah. a product that I enjoy and I like showing it off. And I, I have to admit, like the first time I seen you guys doing it, um, I can't remember which friend was with me. Yeah. But it was actually you that pitched us. If, sorry, I, I yeah. hate the word pitch, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And um, we walked out, and that and my friends, um, he said to me, he goes, oh, that dude's a real good salesperson. Eh? I was just like, I said, I can understand what you're thinking, but like he generally was getting to know me and stuff like that. And then just happened to ask if I was interested. And yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what I bought. But I'm a level I, with you. I bought a soap. I, yeah. <laughs> I bought a, I'm a level with you. Yeah. I fucking hate sales. Yeah, I'm a cashier we, at PB we, Tech and I fucking hate... Well, I yeah. shouldn't have said my job there. That's fine. We'll we, edit that out. Yeah. Um, we both yeah. hate... I hate salespeople. Mm. Yeah, I detest... Because sales is a very manipulative way of getting people to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm, I am like sleep easy at night with my mad Arab stuff is I literally will... Invite you to try it out, have a smell, have a laugh. I'll tell you a bunch of jokes for the next however long, two minutes to half an hour, depending on sometimes an hour, depending on how much fun they're having hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hang out, you'll be entertained, you will smell delicious, and your beard will be nice and soft. That's that's it. And if you and have your at woman at the end you, of it, sure. I'll ask you, would you like some? And if they um and are or don't seem sure, I just say to them, I understand. There's tattoos, there's beer, there's a bunch of other cool shit to spend your money on. There's even competition around there. Go and have a look at everything else. If you like, if, I, I imagine I'll be seeing you again. Handshake, goodbye. Sweet. M- one out of six won't come back. Two out of six will buy it on the spot. The other three come back later. Yeah. You know, and then I watched them, like I've watched one of them go to the guy next to me who was a slick salesman. And I remember this guy, like I was just watching the body language because I studied biology and animal behavior. So I, I, I again, see, I've never studied it, but I that, love, I love that, that, that outsider mentality makes you a good observer. Yeah. Mm. That's know? how the podcast started. Cause I fucking suck watching videos or people in cause I'm too busy focusing on the body language and I get distracted by what they're actually saying. Yeah. So I need something that I can just listen to without being distracted by that. Yeah. Side note. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'll watch, watch podcasts, but they're playing while I'm doing stuff. I, yeah. I don't have time to watch stuff anymore. Yeah. I, I listen to music. Yeah, I have it running in the background when I'm fucking doing bits of music. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's sort of, I was watching this guy and I could see this, 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 this customer like pulling himself away, but like doesn't want to be rude, doesn't want to, yeah. and he ends up just buying it. And um, I could see it. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I never want someone to buy a product on me and have buyer's remorse. I want him to, if he wants to buy it, buys it and goes, I just bought something awesome 
I can't wait to take this home and use it. And then when they're done, I'm like, when they're finished with it, they want more, you know? But like a drug dealer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, like I remember, like, even but you know what I mean? Our conversation like, when we first met, too, and I, it's only now I realize I remember what we spoke about when I first met you guys, which is fucking true. In fairness, I'm such, I don't. Because I'm such a serf that I yeah. usually don't remember this. But yeah. I remember we, me and you, we kind of bonded over taking the piss out of shower gel. We were like we were talking about how like shower shower gels for soft cocks and <laughs> yes. and bars of soap yeah, yeah. bars of soap where it's at and I remember being like yes like all of my friends give me shit because I like bars of soap like we were all being traumatized by the bar of soap that had dad's pube on it when we were kids <laughs> so so everyone's like fuck that gross shit yeah, yeah. look you don't live at home with dad anymore it's all good safe it's, it's all your right. own bar yeah, of and, it's, and, it's, and it's and it's your pubes so that'll keep your flatmate away from it so it's okay I'm only but, hearing this the first time now and I fucking love it <laughs> no, that's, I remember mean, that's, 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 I mean, that's what we talked about and then I just was um, so, and I was one of those people that left the first time I came back at the end and got that soap um, and got some oil and then the next day I was just lucky enough that you guys came into my work when I was at Junk and Disorder yeah. you guys came in and had and we got a chance to reconnect then and then sent you the brick things and it's just gone from this so. we still use them now they're fucking fantastic yeah they're cool man mm. they're real cool looking yeah, the whole vibes and tribes thing man yeah sorry it's a little bit i'd never heard it before oh okay cool mm. so, so don't not corny here <laughs> it's sweet no it's fresh as fuck yeah um so yeah i guess i'll ask you the question that i ask everyone that comes on the show like and it's cool because you've talked about you know we've touched on like some discrimination in places and being an outsider and feeling a bit of an outcast um playing favourites of mum, <laughs> all that sort of shit. Yeah. But uh, the question I ask everyone that comes on the show is like, there's someone out there who's listening right now who's in a really low place at the moment, maybe on the brink of giving up even. They're just in a really shitty place. What would your advice be to someone? Or maybe what would you do if that was you? Not necessarily advice, maybe, but I mean, if you want to look at it from that way. Um, do you want to go first? Um, I'm going to need to try and figure out how to articulate it. Because, uh... Okay. Do you want... Okay, I'll give you some time to think, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and then we'll just we'll probably riff off each other, um, as we do. I can uh, ask you another question where you guys ponder mm-hmm. that one if you want. Just because what we do, what I do as well, so you guys might want to get one ready too. So whenever I finish a podcast as well, I let you guys ask a question that I'll ask the next person that's coming right, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the last question I had from the last one, he asked, if you could punch any politician in the face, who would it be and why? All of them. <laughs> is is Clinton still a pol- is Hillary Clinton still classed as a politician? I'd say so. Yeah. Probably kick her in the pussy. Like give us a couple- <laughs> <Kick her in. laughs> give us give us some reason put it to card. Like you obviously I can see you seething, but they can't see that. I, I, I just I think it's I think it's just real like I really just hate the amount of Trump hatred out there. I think like hating Trump is like hating Nickelback. Like some of it's grounded, but ninety percent of it isn't grounded and <laughs> it's, it's a low hanging Yeah, it's just trendy. Well. Whenever a comedian brings up Trump, I just go, oh, Where's this? I'm not pro Trump, but yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. like you know like. So most people would you be just like, you just fucking you just the like fact to, you like to challenge social trends. No, like, it's not even that. It's the fact that so many people hate him suggests to me he's doing something right. Like that that that, that it's it's just a an a, a, yeah yeah a wisdom. it's a pattern that you've seen. Yeah, it's a pattern that I've observed. So um, so Hillary Clinton. But I, I don't know. I I really dislike John Key. 
But I don't know if that's just the old hippie, like, ultra-socialist that I used to be growing up when he was running around. Can you give a reasoning? Because if you can't, oh, then that's probably why. No, you probably are uh, just um, hippie. Uh, he, he screwed me. So I, when I was studying, intentionally, because I had a part-time job, I intentionally didn't get my student allowance. I was just like, and I knew my dad was sick and that eventually I would need my student allowance to do my master's. So I intentionally didn't delve into my student allowance because I knew I had X amount of years of student allowance. So I just took on the student expenses loan and worked part time. And then at some point, I think it was in my last year of university, Key and National decided to do away with, to do away with the student allowance unless it's for your bachelor's degree. And I already racked up $30,000 <laughs> through my time studying with that living expenses loan. And he told us he wouldn't raise GST and then did. Yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah. like a snake. And I just <laughs> need to punch him in his cunt face. <laughs> but then Clinton is also just evil as fuck. So I would... I would, I would cunt punt Hillary because she's actually evil. My big fear was Possible that lizard I'd, person. And then I'd punch Key in the face with a Hadouken after cunt punting Hillary. That's what I'd do. I was real worried that I'd have to ask that question to someone who's got no fucking clue of politics. <laughs> I'm stoked that it's something that you're passionate about. Or I, 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 I used to think I knew about politics, but I think I was like a real naive child thinking if I was in charge, I'd run the world really well. No, like, yeah. do you, 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 yeah. It's a big fucking job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like, I can barely keep a cat alive. I <laughs> 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 a country. Um, but, uh, that down too. Oh, I can keep a cat alive now, but, you know, like, back then I was a fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I don't really pay attention that much to politics in the news much anymore because frankly, it's just designed to make you feel worse. So in that note, when you're feeling bad, get off social media and get off the fucking TV. That'd be my first thing. Go and appreciate the beauty of the world, whether it's beauty that you create with art, be it drawing or I personally love music. Um, but really, it's just go outside and look at a sunset or go outside and like Taranaki is possibly one of the most picturesque places in New Zealand, which is already a picturesque part of the world. Um, you got a mountain to look at on one side and you got the ocean on the other side. It's like, just go and appreciate the inherent beauty of the world because it's fucking out there. And when a philosopher type says, oh, is beauty something that we see as humans or is it inherently natural to the system? I say, shut your cunt face. It is inherent. It is inherent to the system. Look around you. You know, it just, I don't know. I, I, I believe in beauty and if you can take a minute to get out of yourself to really appreciate how amazing everything is around you even for a second it's, it's yeah cool that's a real real hippie answer isn't it nah fuck like I wholeheartedly agree bro like I, I do that myself like I'm quite lucky I guess I've been through some shit that I've got an actual system in place yeah it's definitely one of them was flick all your phone off leave it at home for a bit mm -hmm. and go for a cruise and you, you have a lot more discipline than I do, and I hope that when I'm 30 and I'm a rickety <laughs> man, I have discipline enough to do it. Like, I don't know, man. You just got to fuck up heaps to realize. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and there's no way else to go. Let's stop being a dick. Yeah, you, you, you really need to learn to not let a substance rule over you after you've spent some time addicted to a substance. Like, I was a hearty stoner. Mm -hmm. And I really do appreciate my time smoking weed because it was like my dad died. 
and I hadn't slept for like six months. I was fucking miserable and I was doing a master's degree and I was so depressed and I was so miserable and I was also in that, you know that state of depression where you're just sort of like grinding and just living life but not really living it. You're yeah. just existing, existing at just keeping everything from falling to pieces. You're just sort of hanging in there. Um, I remember like the first time I'd smoked weed and it was, I was not a weed smoker, but I'd probably smoked it like twice through university. And then like at one point I decided to rip a cone and I remember I had to go outside, outside of my room for something. And it was just like a really red sunset. And I had not stopped to just appreciate something beautiful in so long. Mm. It was just like, I just stood there and just, and then I ate so much food and slept so well that night. <laughs> and that was great. But the downfall of that was, is I was a stoner for four or five years after that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, stoner is a nice way of saying cannabis addict. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was functional. Like, you know, it wasn't just like some zombie just doing fucking nothing with myself, but like, it was still like a, yeah, a dependency. So it was a good way initially to soften the edges of the world so it didn't seem like such a hostile place. But it's okay to enjoy stuff, but having make sure that you're in charge of it, not the other way around. Because yeah. that's where the... It's the same with food. It's the same with, you know, anything really. Like even exercise, I think you can get addicted to it. Do you go to a gym? See the dude bros at the gym, they're... Kind of take it a little too far. Oh, fuck. I was that dude before as well. Like I, Real? Like, I spent, like, a year kind of working on my physical health and shit, and I dropped, like, 50 kilo in, like... Nice. Six months or something. And Not so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, like, went ridiculously hard, and I kept doing it for ages and stuff, and I just burnt the fuck out. But, yeah. So I go hold on. I mean, yeah. I'm happy where I'm at now. Like, I'm not as thin or whatever as I was then but fuck I've got way more energy and I'm a lot more alert like I was running myself into the yeah. ground but, um, yeah. I'd say um, that there's a there's a real great I think it was in the uh, it's in this thing called the Gospel of Thomas I'd study I really I read really widely when it comes to religion just because everybody's got a piece of the truth but I don't think everybody has the whole truth yeah um, the piece the, the, the general in my opinion, the, the major truth that all the religions have is we're all made of the same stuff and we're all connected somehow, so try not to be a cunt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and oh, and try and do something worthwhile. That's probably the other important one. But uh, in this in this thing called the Gospel of Thomas, which is like this hidden Christian manuscript that like showed up like 50 years ago or some, something, one of the uh, quotes in it is... Um, Praise be to the man who eats the lion, uh, but an animal is the man who the lion eats. And my interpretation of that is if you are able to channel your vice and consume your vice so that it is a driving force in your life, fantastic. So like sex is a vice, you know, um, alcohol is a vice, like the desire to eat food is a vice. If you can rule over it and use that to drive you, then you have succeeded. If you allow it to consume you, then you may as well just be another, you know, soulless creature, like a zombie, basically. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was a tangent. No, no, that's good. <laughs> cool. I mean, and my, my interpretation of that, I guess, in a, in a weird way, and not to water down or dumb oh, down dude, what you said, but it's like very much like 
if you can kind of turn those negatives into positive, like yeah, it's like it. but it's funny. Like you always notice as well, and, I, and I'm sure you notice this too from our conversations, both of you. Like the shit that you went through as kids and stuff like that and stuff, it kind of almost turns out to be like your strength in a way. Yeah, like I know, mm. like I was shipped around from a few houses when I was a kid, and I yeah. know, and I know now that like that makes me like a networking machine because I've lived in different houses and been introduced to different cultures. I'm so open-minded. I can just walk mm. up to anyone and say hi because I fucking had to. And at the time, it fucking sucked balls. It did. Now, yeah, yeah. It, my, now yeah. that I'm older, it's fucking cool. My, my not giving a fuck is like, which I've only just really, so I embraced it in high school to some extent, but I embrace it now more as an adult and it's really helped my like time with the ladies. <laughs> you know, like, um, we can talk about that at fucking length later. I'm yeah. not, you know. But, um, like, my dad dying, right? It's like, I would give almost anything to have him back, all right? Like, yeah, we didn't see eye to eye. Like, you think my relationship with my mom was te is, is tense. With my dad, it was something else. Yeah, and you, fuck. Yeah. You know? Um, but <laughs> it, it's, it's like, I also do appreciate that I wouldn't be who I am now if he was still around. Yeah. So, like, you can't change the past. And I'm not saying I'm glad he's dead. Fuck no. Mm. But it's like, it's just a case of your past is what creates you. And it's your choices with what life hands you that either make you a hero or a villain. Yeah. Um, fuck, that sounded real cheesy coming no, out. No, um, I like it. I'll, can I yeah, stand jump up on in, that bro. one? So, yes, your past doesn't inform who you are presently, right? But there are a lot of people out there who, because I was in that boat um my me and my dad did not get along at all um it wasn't like a toxic relationship it was more a case of i was one of the underachievers in the best way to put as the best way to put it okay and him being a super him being a, him being a doctor for one me just pulling like c's and stuff or like achievements from like ncea and all that kind of stuff was pretty fucking bad. And then I go to university and I study design, which is, as far as I was growing up, you had three options as far as careers in Egypt. It was, you could be a doctor, you could be an engineer, or you could be a disappointment. And I opted for the much more fun third option. But um, when he passed away, I lived as a hermit for a solid year. Like, I did not leave the house. I was a shut-in for one. I was also a hearty stoner like a cone a day kind of deal maybe sometimes a cone a day or like seven a day i was i don't like, remember i'm much trying from... to listen to what you're saying and i guess it's fucking here it's like snacking over like, the corner you, you know how it is you know how it is it's like yeah. you first start with like you know like maybe like a maybe you, know, you have a, like, a cheeky cone with the boys and then it's like cone well, after work like yeah cone, cone after, after work. work and then it's like you know <laughs> suddenly <laughs> suddenly every loading screen between league of legends <laughs> games is like three cones <laughs> quick it's a quick succession. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was next thing you know, oh, I'm not working today. Like, I wasn't working Wake at all. Wake and bake. Yeah. Wake and bake. Didn't yeah. have a job so and for you, And for you, you know, your wake wasn't like even the crack at 10 a.m. No, your wake it was like, was like, like 2 p.m. <laughs> and my job, because um, this is something, um, Eamon mentioned getting some, doing something creative, right? Yeah. The thing that got my ass out of a depressive rut was he basically forced me to do a webcomic. 
Um, which is called I Never Asked For This because he never asked to do a webcomic. Um, go check it out. If more people follow it, he might at, go back to doing it. Uh, at facebook.com forward, <laughs> sorry, http colon forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com forward slash I Never Asked For This Comic with no spaces. Um, I thought you were about to tell me, shut the fuck up, Aaron, but apparently no. he's on board with us. He's just tacitly agreed to do the comic if you I guys haven't agreed go to and shit, like it. motherfucker! <laughs> oh, but, like, he, Eamon gave me something to do. Like, I had a responsibility. We were releasing three comics every week, which... Was ambitious. Very fucking amb ambitious. Ambitious. I told ambitious. you Ambitious. Ambitious. But... I'm from Boston, I'm Boy, you don't want to know anything about accents, I'll tell you after. But that gave me direction in an outlet. Mm. And after having something, having some kind of obligation to actually get up and do something, having some responsibility um, took its course for about a year or so, I ended up deciding, no, I need to get back into study. So I went over to WinTech, um, embraced, the uh, embraced the media arts uh, lifestyle, really smoked... A little less weed, but I got grades this time as well. But I look back at the stuff that I, like, all the achievements I've managed to get done for, colorblind, like, illustrator as well. Um, that's fun. Looking back at where I was when our old man passed, I realized that I was a very different person back then. And through all of those tragedies, like you've already said, it, I'm repeating it, but every single tragedy that you are going through is an opportunity to develop. And if you allow yourself to be consumed by sorrows, then you are missing out entirely on seeing what you can be tomorrow. And it's a shame. It's a, it's a shame when you get really bogged down and feel that you have no control over anything at all. Yeah. And that is all consuming in many instances. But there is always a way out in a positive way. And not a lot of people see that. Yeah, like, so, I mean, for him, sorry. Uh, Go finished? on, Eamon, you're more articulate. No, 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 no that was beautiful and not rambly. So that's just kind of like putting me to shame somewhat. But um, <clears throat> favorite sibling. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mom's favorite. Yeah, 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 sorry. Your you're, dad's you're, favorite. He's dead now. That means that's the more important like opinion. I love so, how just coming here and brought up some sibling shit and then I'll fuck off and you yeah. can carry on probably. <laughs> oh, you, you have no idea. We bicker like an old married couple. Mm -hmm. and I, I plan to like not live further than like 40 minutes away from him like at any point in my life. Stockholm syndromes are bitches. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like... Anything that happens to you, it's like you have the opportunity to make it like better or worse. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially with depression, I mean, Haas went down the medical path. I didn't. I suppose I self-medicated mm. to some extent with cannabis. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah, and that's probably one of the other benefits, I suppose, to cannabis is like you're aware, but it also makes you not give a fuck even more. Mm. You know, it's like you just... That's the, the it can be dangerous though. Again. Oh, it really yeah. is. Yeah, and because I got high. Because I got high. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He actually wrote that about his crippling heroin addiction. Oh, oh. it's no longer a fun song. <laughs> no, it really, it? Is. it really is. Okay, I'll stick to Afro Man's crazy rap. Uh, Colt Forty Five. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Um, I'll stick to that song instead. <laughs> um, but 
and I think this is this is what it, this is like speaking specifically chronic depression. Yeah, we could say there's a mental a, a chemical imbalance in the brain, really fucking around. But I personally am a believer that the mind comes before the body, and anything manifesting itself in the mind will reflect itself in the body. Mm. All right. Um, so depression is basically a habit that you have formed to some extent, and this is just my opinion. This is not medical advice, and this is not me telling anybody who has like. Yeah depression that you know your symptoms are self-inflicted do not antagonize yourself do not take if it. you feel you need help i ended up going down the clinical path because i wanted to utilize that as yeah. a tool yeah don't it works for some others not so much yeah and don't get antagonized by me saying what i'm saying i'm not i'm not picking on you or trying to sort of say that you know I mean, this I, is this isn't the right way or the way. It's just a way. Yeah, yeah, a way of interpreting it. Let's say so. I think it's a habit that you form, all right, at some point, and it's probably in you. It's definitely genetic to some extent, okay. but it's a habit to think negatively or to think that you're powerless, right? And I think if you exist in a world where you feel there is no higher power or no higher good to aspire to, let's say, or that you yourself have agency and power, you're almost certainly going to be depressed. If there's nothing to live for, what's the point of living? Yeah. So, I mean, I love him or hate him. I, I really, really, really like Jordan Peterson's work. I didn't back when I was a bit younger, but it's like, I really like this idea of, and I mean, it, it, and the reason I like his work is it's stuff I had already believed. It just was well articulated and it was just nice hearing in an external fatherly voice, let's say, yeah, yeah. To, you know, just... Considering our but, father, yeah, yeah. Well, those are an ashtray, him, like, yeah. How would you summarize what? I mean, I know it's fucking hard because it's quite yeah. Hard, he's, but how would you oh, summarize yeah. his perspective? His like, perspective, from your, from your point of view. His perspective on this subject is just life is inherently suffering, and the only way to transcend through to get past that suffering. And his big problem is, I think he uses words that are too big for a lot of people. I'm yeah, yeah. an intellectual; I can understand most of it. But when I talk to friends and I suggest, "Hey, check out this lecture," they're like, "His words are too big." Yeah. You know? Like, and I have to admit, I only got I, he wouldn't be the type of dude that I would look up, but I got onto him through the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, And then that's how I found all his mm. stuff. and went through yeah. that way. So, um, and probably because of that reason, like big words aren't good for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really think if I was to summarize him, it's like kids. He believes in the truth and being as righteous as you can be. And when he says righteous, he means living with the best case scenario as a goal to strive for. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, this isn't Peterson. This is just me. But it's like, I think trees are really, this makes me sound like such a fucking hippie. I'm a real pragmatically minded, <laughs> grounded guy. But like, just wait trees, till you. Trees are like the ultimate life form in that they are low impact, but provide a shitload of benefit to everything around them from shade to what? But have you ever heard of a tree assisted birth? Shut the fuck <laughs> <laughs> But like, fuck, he's only going to eat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If, if this podcast never happens, it's because he died choking. Oh, God. Um, so, I'm sorry, dude. So, <laughs> like, good, they're low impact and, you know, they don't consume much other than oxygen. and uh, Sorry, uh, carbon dioxide and produce oxygen, blah, blah, blah. And they support a shitload of life around them and they're constantly growing. You know, it's like you should be constantly working on growing yourself. Be a tree. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But don't sit around and do nothing. 
It's better than being a lobster. Yeah, yeah. A tree isn't sitting around doing nothing. A tree is, you know, providing for the world and creating. Like a, um, it builds an infrastructure and ecosystem around itself to support itself and support life forms around it. So, and this isn't Peterson. This is just me. We talk about trees. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's why, like, going back to that soul. I don't know if that's going to make it to the to the final cut, but it's like that whole yeah, vegan, all in there. that whole vegan vegetarian thing, right? It's like. The only thing I'm cutting out is where he works. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so my, my thing about the, the, the ultra Chinese packaged chips that we're Oh, eating. and that, sorry, and that. <laughs> well, too late now. <laughs> it's in there. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you should, so back to Peterson, ultimately try and orient your life where you are self-sustaining and being able to stand on your own feet as well as to work towards a goal that helps reduce the amount of suffering in the world. And that meaning that you've given your life to transcend that suffering and to help other people transcend their suffering makes the <coughs> suffering worth living through. Nietzsche said it as, he who has a why can bear any how. He who has a, yeah, he who has a why can bear any how, which uh, I looked into, I'm not sure if it's, it's that's like a, a one translation because Nietzsche was not English, English speaking, yeah. Yeah. Um and that's really it. I think if I was to like give a breakdown of how to get through misery, suffering, and anguish, it's like ask yourself what you can learn from it. If you're just miserable without a cause, then maybe try and figure out is it just because I'm sitting on my ass doing nothing? Mm. So if you're not growing and developing, I think you're dying. You know, if you're not contributing, you're basically a parasite and you're gonna you'll you'll die out it's like men who work all the way up to like 95 the day they retire seems to be the day they cack it or they'll play golf for like six months and then die yeah you know it's um it's that purpose in life like ozzy osbourne is still alive how he, is that yeah, fucking like, he gets possible? on stage with like an oxygen mask rickety and shaking he's held together with like duct tape like fucking hooker spit and 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 fucking like toothpicks and then as soon as the music starts he's just alive again yeah you know it's like it's that that muse that drive to create and give to the world is what sustains you mm. i would have thought it was the exposed uh guitar leads he's standing on acting like a giant defibrillator yeah um so it's like, yeah, have, have a purpose. And I think when I fall into major stints of depression, because I haven't conquered shit and I don't have those like that rigid system of structures. I'm just at least now, generally speaking, I can catch myself when I'm aware of it and I'm really going downhill. It's a like, big fucking game changer mm, though. Yeah. Not a lot of people can do that. It's like the weather shit or I ate like your diet really affects your mental health. Like you want to talk brain chemistry, your diet affects your mental yeah, health. Something sure. fierce. If I eat Macca's or, uh, or fucking Pizza Hut or whatever, I usually get breakouts and depression. That seems to be my... Now I don't feel like such a fucking idiot for what I was saying to you before when you was asking about my pescatarian. Oh, dude, like, not at all. Because like, every time I tell people this, they're like, what the fuck do you mean? And I'm like... I'm oh, like I hyper... I get like really low energy if I eat just a lot of carbs. So that's mm. why vegetarian doesn't seem to work for me. And yeah. I get, if I have like do vegetarian for like several months... I'll get really low energy and I just need like a steak every month to just kick my B12 back up and I'm Sweet. alive. Um, I get carb comas real bad. Yeah. So I just try and not eat a lot that. of it. Yeah. I'm actually looking at doing gluten free just as an experiment, but then I don't want to be one of those people that runs around going, Oh, I'm gluten free. Like that. Mm. It, 
You know you don't you have know to be one I'm... of those motherfuckers. But yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's like I got so many, so many of my friends took the piss out of me for being vegetarian. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like I mean, I only told you because you asked. Like usually, yeah, yeah. I'd like if we had all this food here, I would just go around it, and usually yeah. I can get away with it undetected. <laughs> And then somebody would be like, bro, you're not going to eat that. And I was like, oh, no. And I'd just make up. Well, dude, with brought shit. up Muslim and I still don't. I still don't eat pork. You know, yeah. it's like I understand. I'm mindful of people's dietary restrictions because it's just being considerate. And it's yeah. like you're coming around. It's like, well, at least try and make sure there's something for you to nibble on. Because the act of breaking bread is a, <laughs> is a tradition of every culture. And that is how you solidify and make friendships. I've done that for sure. Yeah. Um, but... Having, yeah, a good rigid system is, is in place, but more importantly, being aware when you're going off the rails. Because mm. it, when you hit that mental slump, self-destructive behavior comes so easily. Whether it comes in the for, uh, form of doing nothing, not going, to, like, like, like not going to the gym, or eating a lot of cake, or doing drugs, or drinking, or whatever. Um, sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling shit, I will allow my... Just be like, look, okay, let's have a zero day, and just... and But... Depression to me is that habit of constantly thinking negatively yeah. or not having purpose driving you or not feeling any self-worth. So if I feel myself going down that I can say, well, I think it's happening because this, this, and this. If I can't out, can't pick something, I move to the next step, which would be, okay, what am I grateful for? What have I achieved that I'm proud of? So I can at least remind myself that, no, I can get through stuff because I've got through stuff in the past. Yeah, for sure. You survived every day so far. That powerlessness is something that becomes all-consuming and that down that path is you know, suicide and real bad depression. It's like that. I can't change it. I can't finally find the food, I think. Um, sorry. That's so good. Um, but yeah, just having that realization that i am powerful enough and i'm competent to conquer the shit that gets put in front of me and it's even easier to do that if you've got a reason to mm. you know, as opposed to just doing it because that's why i don't like nihilism or, or hard atheism because it just basically says you live in a dead universe and there's nothing important mm. you know i personally think there is something important there is an ideal to strive for because it's ever present in the world everything seems to be Beauty exists because beauty is, you know, it's like flowers wouldn't exist. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, sure, there are biological evolutionary reasons to explain flowers, but it doesn't detract from how beautiful they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I'm such a heavy mind. All this stuff is inside, but when I bring it out, I just sort of look at it and go, really? I mean, yeah, I believe that, but the cynical part of me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, and I, I can see that, mm. and you've, obviously, you're his brother. You see all the fucking stuff. I I'm not immune you. from my oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible because and I am... I was sitting here with you. I can see you've got this internal battle between, like, your your corny side, for lack yeah. of a better term, yeah, and, yeah. Your, and the fucking not corny side that seems to be more out there, and you're used to having that side yeah. of you come out. I'm also, so when the corny shit comes out, you're like, ah, oh, that sounds so fucking stupid. But <laughs> I'm horrible because I do it, balance, make if, it worse for him as because well. Because if you're mm. imbalanced, then you're too far. It's like life is a, it's like the friggin' uh, the Tai Chi simple, which it's it's a people call what do they call it the yin yang? That's not mm. what it's called. It's called the Tai Chi or the uh, you know the the, the black the, the one tad the black yeah, yeah, another tad yeah the the, the sixty nine black and white thing. All right yeah. to describe sixty nine black and white tadpole or whale depending on how good your drawing is. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> with the with the black spot and the white thing yeah, and yeah. The, yeah. So it's like you've got 
Taoism? Yeah, Taoism, yeah. yeah. Um, you've got a... And it's reflective in every fucking religion. And that's what I mean. I read widely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write something about it one day. But I keep talking about it but on other... that's what other... you're talking about. Like everybody's got their part of the truth. And, yeah. And... I, I, I've talked about it on other people's podcasts. But I'm yet to talk about it myself. But um, you've got... And Peterson touched on this. And when I heard him say it, I was just like... Cool. So someone else agrees with me. Um, I tied it to the atom, but I oh, fine. I'll go into it. Um, so what? Sorry, he's just chuckling at me. He's chuckling because he's like, "Oh, that was really hard to convince you to go exactly." Into that. <laughs> it was just like, "Fine, I'll talk about it." Okay. Like, I'm sorry to have pressured you. <laughs> it just, it just, I just, I sit there going. Fuck, I really want to do something really grandiose with this information so that I get, you know, like, I can really do it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, maybe someone hears this and comes up with a better way of doing it. And I shouldn't let my ego hold on to the idea when it's the idea. You're the answering Im your own fucking yeah. the dilemma, I dilemma. Yeah. The idea is more important than me, you know? Mm. Um... And what's the idea? It's a manifestation of the ideal tying back into that hole. Sorry. Mm. All of, it, it, if I go too far into space, please pull me down. <laughs> but you've That's got... That's what he's here for. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll do it the other way to him as well, but... Uh, <laughs> I notice he doesn't, like, pull a rope. <laughs> he pulls it here. He motions to shoot, like, to shoot a clay bird out of the sky. <laughs> um, it's a dude at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got the white thing revolving into the black thing. And that is not a still image. That is a, a flowing... A wheel of sorts. Yeah, it's a wheel of sorts. They're chasing... It's a philosophical gif. Yeah, they're, they're, chasing, they're chasing after each other, right? And so light has a part of darkness within it, and that darkness is chasing it to become whole, and darkness is a piece of light within it that light is chasing, and they're chasing each other infinitely. And it is that flow between light and dark good and evil, whatever, the, the, the two opposite poles that manifests life and creation. You can't have one without the other. So really, your life should be about balance. Yeah. Yeah? Um, it's an oscillation rather than static. Yeah, and that's when people are like, oh, we're just vibrations manifesting through... It, it, it's kind of true, you know? It's just generally they, they take it the wrong way, wear a bunch of really stupid jewelry and believe in dolphin birthing yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. kind of don't make an effort because in their head it's just gonna work out but yeah 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 but it's I mean, like that's not the fucking case like, you've, you've got to spin the wheel yeah, the you've wheel got you've got free will for a fucking reason <laughs> there's a lack of accountability in certain mindsets yeah sure. and i have to admit like i've done that before like yeah. i've just been like oh well you know if religion's a thing or you know if there's a god we're uh, gonna be sweet yeah and like, that's why a lot of people why nihilism absolute nihilism or absolute atheism or absolute fucking Faith, sorry, I was cutting you off, is, is, is dangerous. It's that balanced approach in order to get shit done. Mm. My mentality is people who tend to think the way of, you know, taking on responsibility and having that idea of being a smaller part in a greater picture, either if that's your definition of God or, say, cosmos or, I don't know, the pursuit of truth in and of itself, usually come as former nihilists or people who didn't believe in something. Mm. So then it's... Uh, that's that's how I see it, though. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't want to paint with a really broad brush, but... 
I really think that you need to experience an immense amount of darkness in order to appreciate the light in the world. Oh, fuck, bro. Tell you me more. And I've yet to meet a good artist that isn't mentally poorly adjusted. Like, yeah. you know, it's like... Well, it's like back to what you are saying before. Like, you get to that level of not giving a fuck because you kind of become a little bit invincible. Not invincible, but, you know, I'll use that term for now because yeah. of what you've survived already. So you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you can call me names. You can do what you want. I've survived darker shit than you. You're a fucking... Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why you, you go through that dark shit to appreciate the light. And that, and that, that, that dysphoria that comes and dysphoria just being a state of disease, like with disease, disease. Oh, 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 yeah, oh shit. Mm. Um, major too woke. Major, major, huh? Too woke for me yeah. right now. <laughs> but like that, that state of discomfort in your existence that comes with depression is really that fuel to get you to take the next step forward and move you know otherwise you just like and sometimes you need something miserable to happen to shake you out of that complacency yeah for sure you know whether it's a death of somebody the death of a relationship whatever you know it, it, it's 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 like that's that story that you hear a fucking million times i don't it, it when someone gets diagnosed with cancer and then they decide fuck it they quit their miserable job and they go and do something that they really care about and the cancer goes into remission you know it's just it's yeah, it's anecdotal and how much truth is in it, whatever, you know, but it's like having that, uh, that thing that really drives you and makes you, you know, that, that, that you're, you're calling or that thing that. Yeah, almost, I don't want to say the thing that motivates you, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, and I mean, the I, thing that lights you up inside. Yeah. And back to the, the whole Taoism. Yeah, the whole Taoism thing. It's like you you've got the, 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 the two forces, light and dark, the two opposite poles, but then you've got the third force, which is the movement between them. And this might be the drugs, the, the X amount of you know I didn't do that much acid, but I did I took a took a couple of trips. Um, but I never did the whole like trip and watch cartoons. I like tripping and sitting outside and just going inside and really using it as a we did that once. Though. We did that once. It was horrible. Mm. Um, Cat, dog, it, fuck that noise. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I like using it as an expansive, almost like a shaman would go on a vision quest. Like for me, that's really the experience of psychedelics. You should be doing it with this immense amount of respect for your brain and for the substance. It shouldn't just be a way to <laughs> or an escapism. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a way to solve problems and really go into yourself. Like an education tool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I remember my two most powerful trips. I came out of one of them going, you've got positive and negative and the flow between the two and the neutral. What is every religion talking about? Every religion says there is that we're all made up of the same stuff. God flows through everything. And the Christians and the... Hindus and the Vedics have the idea of God the creator, God the destroyer, and God the maintainer or the observer. All right? So you've got Son, Father, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Positive, neutral, negative. And then, yeah, you've got Krishna. The, I can never remember the names of the... You're missing out, man. India no, no, no. no, I, it's, fucking no I, I, I have a fair understanding, but I understand the concepts, not the terminology. All right. Sorry, look, just complex words were my biggest downfall in biology. So of the 
curried religions. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, of the spicier religions. Oh, boy, that's a spicy religion Don't right cut there. that. I don't care. That, that was meant in jest, and everybody listening to that knows it. <laughs> because you can't have a hatred and bigotry in your heart if you're willing to study it, right? Anywho, oh, oh my God. every religion's got the concept of the, the creator, the destroyer, and the neutral. I'm sorry. <laughs> Understand why kind of a serious conversation? Imagine having like a serious like relationship conversation about you know like a boy-girl relationship, and at some point that voice inside me says, That's funny, I'm gonna say it. And the entire two-hour discussion with your missus of whether or not we're gonna break up gets destroyed in a fleeting moment. <laughs> I've had women throw stuff at me, scream at me, start crying, hitting me, and then it gets made up. I just, that's how I've... That's how, so that's, funny. That's how I deal, okay? But anyway. We were like in the fucking thing and it was just... Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Anish show. Yeah, so... Um... Kind of religions. Yeah, don't, 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 don't take life too seriously, but also take it seriously enough so that your life is worth living. That's probably the most important thing I could get across to anybody. Cool. You know, if you don't, if you take yourself too seriously, you stand in line to be possibly a zealot. If you take the piss out of everything, it's likely that it's all going to be nihilistic. You need to find that balance between constantly taking the piss out of yourself, but also valuing yourself and what you're doing. Obviously, if what you're doing has value. If it doesn't, try clean your room else. and try something else. Yeah. But, back to the religions. So you've got positive, negative, neutral. Well, what's an atom? Everything in the universe is made up of atoms. I don't deal with quarks and all that garbage because, frankly, it, it, overthinking complicates things. Let's, let's keep it simple. The, 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 the fundamental particle that makes up the world is the atom, and it's yep. made up of a positive um, proton, a negative electron, and a neutral neutron. Mm -hmm. And that is the building block of everything in life. So you've got this... Positive, negative, maintain, uh, neutral. All the religions talk about it. There's this concept of the Trinity and everything's made up of the Trinity and they say God flows within everything all at once. Um, so the question I have for your next person oh, nice. yeah, comes cool. from... I like it when you do that. I don't have to intro that. Nice. Yeah, all right. The question I have for your next person because that was what happened to me in my first acid trip. So that's what I want to write about the ebb and flow between positive and negative and tied into the interaction between men and women. I've never done it, but I've been told that it's worth a try for that reason. Acid or mushies, um, whichever, but just make sure that you enjoy nature, enjoy outside, possibly do it during the day, but also maybe... Nighttime is a great time. Nighttime's great, but it also opens itself up to be real scary. I just think it's like if you're going to... Do it with a spotter who's been there before and is a safe individual as well. Yeah, Don't be an idiot about it, though. You need someone experienced, and to be honest, it's like it is really... like Because I've tripped a few different things, but I'm pretty sure I've only had real acid twice. And those were when the real powerful experiences happen mm. i have not had mushies bar one time and it wasn't enough of a dose to really have a psychoactive experience. it was funny but it was funny but it was it was yeah i'm of the mentality that any kind of substance can be depend like except meth except <laughs> meth yeah don't do that shit right? um you'll find that don't do meth or heroin just, just leave them alone okay and while you're at it don't touch broccoli either okay it's just a bad fucking time i don't know um are you like, you're putting broccoli on the same level as crack? 
<laughs> no, it's Brussels sprouts. Broccoli's all good. You just have to not overcook it. Don't overcook your broccoli. That's another important one. <laughs> and don't and don't mull it with spin as well. It's a horrible time. Anyway, just <laughs> the next anywho, question. The question. Go on. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, you you were good. Were you about to say? Something? You gonna tell us, do you want before he does that? You want to tell us what politicians you'd punch in the face? Oh, for fu- oh Christ. Um, it'd probably be the same knowing him. I was gonna say like Margaret Thatcher because I think she's got a really solid right hook, and I'm all about say, a challenge. I was gonna say it's not even out of dis- you up. She probably yeah. could. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't punch her in the face out of, like, pure malice or anything. I'd do it in, like, a ring with a spectator. Um, but if I want to... a good fight? Like. I, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, okay. And I mean, her, but let's see, one out of malice or anything. I'm just... I'm so ignorant in the realm of politics. I think I'm a... I'm a finger-painting major, right? Who am I to have any fucking, like, proper well, say in terms of politics? So, a well-known person. doesn't have to be politician. Oh, well-known person? Give us, a, like, a famous person you just don't understand why people like them or something. Someone you'd want to punch in the face. Ah, oh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. If but, for no but, but, other... But, but, if for no other reason, I hope I hit him hard enough so that he has a concussion or some kind of hemorrhage that'll slow his speech down so people can understand. Well, okay, but my, okay? my argument with that is, it's like if an Arab punches Ben Shapiro, it'll just make <laughs> Let him it a fucking yeah. be even more angry Jew man. Like, so I, and I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna straight up own it. Like, like fucking Ben Shapiro is an exceptionally angry Jew. Jews generally deal with their anger by being very funny or very financially successful people. He's just a cunt. We'll just edit that out a bit. Don't I worry don't about care. It. I do. You're the mad Arab going on a tirade about oh, the Jews. You are not helping yourself can here. I, can, I, can I be perfectly honest? You've I, been completely I, honest. I toned that down. I know, I know you have, but still. I don't. That is still too spicy for... No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it fucking isn't. And if it is too spicy, then Fuck, where are we as a society? This PC stuff is thought crime, and there's something horribly wrong with that. <laughs> where can people find you and get hold of you and, and all that sort of stuff? Give yourself a plug. Oh, that's terrible. Um, Be shameless. Yeah, okay, so buy my beard stuff at madarabindustries.com. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, but just anything Mad Arab Industries related is probably me. That's not going to be the platform for the next shit that I'm going to do. I don't know what my next actual. But you will have is, platforms for that shit through these. Yeah, platforms probably, probably, doing, probably so. the best would be my Instagram because that's probably where I'm most active, and I do a weekly mental health Monday where I talk about getting over depression or dick jokes or whatever I feel like on that Monday. Follow us at I Never Asked for This Webcomic. Um, yeah, come and check out the dead webcomic that we used to do. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, uh, we, we say other bad words in there as well as the one that was previously mentioned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the, the one? The one yeah, that was yeah. mentioned? The one, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't go, uh, we, don't know, we don't mention anything like curried religions. <laughs> I'm just adding more salt to that. It's more spice even. Yeah, you're there adding you more go. garam masala. Fuck <laughs> Uh, cool. Awesome boys. Oh, and Hoss and East Illustration. Oh, Hoss.Nice at Instagram or Hoss and East Illustration. But it is. We're bad at plugging ourselves, so just. There'll be links in the description. Yeah, I'll sure. be plugging all this social and shit for them. That's that's my job. But thanks that's for awesome. jumping on, boys. It's been a yeah. fucking cracker. And I'll be back again to talk about this shit when I write my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll catch up. Sweet. Now, at the time of recording this, uh, I've already got a few people messaging through saying, man, that was crazy and totally unexpected. And that is exactly what I am trying to do here. I want people 
to be forced out of their comfort zones a little bit and be forced I guess to hear things from the other side. Aotearoa is definitely a multicultural country with all sorts of people visiting and there's a lot of things going on that we aren't privy to or that we have no clue about because simply they're not happening to us so don't acknowledge that they're happening at all. You know when the bros speak there and they're quoted a lot about the things that they went through growing up in Hamilton and coming from Egypt and going to Christchurch and even when they're traveling through airports and stuff like that it was hard for me to hear differently but we all need to experience discomfort you know growth happens outside of the comfort zone so we all need a bit of that every now and then to shake it up once again want to send some love to the brothers Haas and Eamon uh, from Mad Arab Industries. Make sure if you are at the New Zealand Tattoo and Arts Festival, you go and see these brothers. If you have a beard yourself, make sure you grab some of the products. And if you don't, you no doubt have a loved one who does. So make sure you go and see them too. The end of November is coming. So what a better time. Well, there's no better time to grab yourself some of those gears. Make sure you check them out online and all the places that they said where you could find them. Absolutely love these brothers. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Facebook. And if you're ever at a festival where these guys are positioned, make sure you go and give them a big hug and say a big kilda kilda.